0: Since the Japanese-owned ship MV Wakashio ran aground off the coast of southeastern Mauritius about a month ago, about 1,000 tons of oil has leaked into the Indian Ocean lagoons. Uh, the ship ended up breaking in two last week, spelling an even bigger environmental disaster. So the question is, can Mauritius recover from this environmental emergency and who will cons- compensate who for these damages? To answer these questions, uh, we are pleased to be joined by international environmental lawyer who has advised organizations, cor- corporations, governments on a wide range of environmental issues with a focus on the law of the sea. Uh, Duncan Curry on the line. Hello. Good morning, Henry. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Could you first walk us through what exactly happened with this uh, Japanese uh, carrier and and why it is considered one of the worst environmental disasters in that region?
1: Yes, the Wakashio um, is a bulk iron carrier. It was actually empty at the time um, of cargo. And she should have been, or she was sailing from... China and Singapore and was heading for Brazil. So she wasn't even meant to be stopping off in Mauritius. Mm. And it appears that there was a crew member's party on board the vessel. And what's even worse is it seems to be the case that the uh, at some stage the ship decided to go closer to shore, closer to Mauritius to get a better Wi-Fi <laughs> signal, which sounds extraordinary. So the captain and the first mate have currently been arrested Mm. And uh, this vessel was carrying 4,000 tons of fuel oil. So it's a little bit different than a lot of accidents in the past, which were tankers carrying oil as a cargo. In this case, it was carrying a lot of oil but as fuel oil, or or what's called bunkers. Mm. And then um, out of that 4,000 tons of fuel oil, about 1,000 tons of oil, uh, maybe 1,200 tons, were spilled into the ocean. And uh, it's a very, very uh, sensitive area, and um, that's why it's given rise to such concern.
0: Well, the uh, the calls for compensation here, the company that owns the ship, Nagasaki Shipping, uh, said that uh, merchant officials have requested compensation compensation they claim that they will respond in good faith to any damages uh, according to applicable law as an expert in this uh, field uh, are there any mechanisms in place to to compel uh, a, a, any question of liability compensation here?
1: Well there are but um, they're relatively low so because this is not a tanker um, something called the Bunkers Convention or the International Convention on liability for Bunker oil, pollution damage is relevant. And that, there's also a convention on the limitations of liability. So um, the, that means that potentially there's a limitation of liability of that round about um 65 million US dollars, which may apply. It could, potentially could be higher if um, Japan was to and, and, the flag state Panama were agree to a higher um, threshold. But, um, so, yeah, there, there is some um, compensation available. Uh, there is compulsory insurance available. Um, but uh, one of the complicating factors is that this vessel was flagged to Panama, uh, a flag of convenience. And uh, so um, if there's insufficient funds uh, being held by the shipping company, um, the, owning, the company which owns the vessel, then um nurses may have to look to uh, Panama as well as to Japan.
0: Obviously, this is a situation where the, the PR departments of these various firms are uh, in overdrive and, and, and they are trying to put their best face forward uh, like we say they claim they will respond in good faith to any of the damages and requests uh, for compensation um, the uh, the ship's operator uh, apologizing for the spill and saying that they're gonna do their utmost to uh, further uh, to prevent further oil uh, damage uh, in the sea uh, do we know that um, I I know that there will be the question of compensation and liability, and there is also going to be an effort uh, uh, through their uh, PR staff to to try to uh, paint this in the best way forward for the the media and and the press covering this event, as well as the activists who are looking into this. But in your view, uh, has Nagasaki Shipping so far um, acted in good faith, and and do you think that uh, their efforts have reflected sort of this uh, good faith effort?
1: Well, one of the difficulties of an accident such as this is that the environment is is massively at risk. Um, there's no easy way to clean up yeah. a spill which is damaging mangrove um, plants in, in these marine reserves. Uh, the coral in the lagoons um, is, and measures which have been used in the past, such as using chemicals to disperse the oil, can actually do more damage um, than than, uh, than than they can benefit the environment. So reinstatement is a real problem. And the other problem that Mauritius has is that they are very, very reliant on tourism. Mm. And um, if there's either the reality or an an impression that the area is damaged and that discourages tourism, then that would be a very serious uh, ongoing cost to Mauritius. And so that's something which could stretch well into the future. That's one of the things I think they need to take into account. So while, yes, the, um, the, the Japanese companies expressed, I think carefully worded, concern um, I think it's really important that, um, that the, both the Japanese government and the company is open to full reinstatement, not just the, the existing cleanup um, action, actions which have been taken, such as you know, volunteers have been putting booms around the ship and, and then around the oil and trying to contain it. they had to tow the ship away after it broke into two. Um, but then yeah there's going to be many years of cleanup of mm. dealing with the knock on environmental issues.
0: Does this usually remain then typically uh, on the corporate level uh, just with Nagashiki uh, f- shipping or uh, if, uh, as you say, you mentioned all of these spillover effects and negative consequences uh, to Mauritius and uh, the uh, underlying uh, environmental area there, is the uh, Japanese government to potentially uh, liable for anything or any claims going forward?
1: We would hope that they would be open to helping Mauritius with the ongoing compensation issues. Um, shipping... Matters normally look to the flag state, which in this case is Panama, as well as to the operator, which you know, we, we've, we've talked about, which is the Japanese company. Um, but uh, essentially, after a number of accidents which have been happened in the past, you, you, your listeners will be aware of all the, the other accidents that, that have taken place, including the Amoco Cadiz, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, some oil spill funds were put into place and liability regimes were put into place. But again, these, these covered all, all tankers. They didn't cover the, this kind of bunker right. bill, and that's one of the difficulties. So we're really in uncharted territory
0: here. Well, you did mention how uh, because of that uh, uncharted territory and, and the fact that it's a bunker and not uh, a, a tanker, you you t- you talked about the cap being at 65, although if uh, uh, both parties agree to additional uh, compensation, it could exceed the 65 million in addition to the, um, the insurance uh, claims that would also ensue from yes. all of this do you have a ballpark though as to what exactly would be an adequate amount can can we estimate what the financial cost of this would be not just for the tourism industry and and to Mauritius as a as a sovereign state but also for uh, the the environmental cleanup that uh, needs to be done
1: well, I think it's too early to say it any they can vary widely I mean the, the um, deepwater Horizon for example you know, is in, in tens of billions of dollars. Uh, the, um, the number of other accidents have been in the area of $100, $200 million is a common figure. Um, so I think if you look at the last you know, 10 or 12 of, of the major accidents, they've all been in the region of 100 to $200 million, except for the Deepwater Horizon, which is in the, in the tens of billions. So um, I think it, that sh- says to me it doesn't take much, unfortunately, to, to get up to $100 million or more and uh And so I think there's going to have to be some really concerted effort in, in to make sure that Mauritius, which is a small vulnerable state which had no part in this they weren't even they weren't even uh, meant to be um receiving this vessel in stocks yeah. um is is compensated and I think this is one of the difficulties with all this oil being shipped around the world and all these vessels, increasingly large tankers being yeah. uh, and and cargo ships being um sent around the world is that vessels are at risk i mean it's worth noting, this is a very, very large vessel. It was 200 meters, right. uh, so, which is you know, really the size of most all tankers. Uh, rather, well, eight, yeah. also the size of even a, a, um, an aircraft carrier. So it's a very, very large vessel.
0: We will have to leave it there. Duncan Curry, thank you so much for joining us and uh, uh, giving us some insights into this situation.
1: A pleasure, Henry. Thank you.